0: hello everybody welcome to episode number 71 out on the flank i'm one of your hosts john george alongside joe kirkpatrick say hello joe
1: hey everybody i feel like i was just kind of here yeah we're kind it of does, just here it
0: does feel like we were just here uh we recorded an episode what was it three days ago four days ago i don't know
1: something like that
0: pretty yeah. recently um but yeah and that's why this episode's going to be a little bit on the shorter side um but we do have that doesn't mean we don't have some some very fun content in store because we're doing our power rankings and the first week of the season is this weekend so we're doing our first predictions of the season. Oh my goodness. What a what an episode. Are are you hype for this 2020 season, Joe?
1: It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um I mean we've been talking about it for, you know, since before Christmas and even before that, but uh, but this Saturday is opening day. It's it's going to be very nice.
0: Yeah, um, this isn't on our on our sheet, but I'm just going to throw throw it out there. I, I want to know, Joe, how are you how you're feeling going into the first week of this season. There's been there's a lot of changes happening. Obviously, there's travel. Um, they're switching from Twitch to YouTube. There's there's a bunch of things happening here, and I was wondering your overall thoughts. Are you worried? This is a big year, right? Um, do you think so he- it's Do you think it's like make or break this year? What what are you feeling?
1: It's a huge year. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, we, you know, we've sort of alluded to things as they've come up, um, in, in these weeks leading up to the beginning of the season, but you're right. We're on a new streaming platform and a new league structure. Um, a large part of the broadcast talent has changed. They've got, you know, 60 something rookies coming into the league. Um, we're, we're starting the homestands. I think I already said that um there there's uh um there, there's a virus decimating China that we're having yeah. to deal with um maybe not decimating quite yet but um <laughs> that we're having to deal with and, and and there's all these things um and you, you know there there's talk about um Um, almost sort of a financial bubble uh, that is sort of been growing around this league. And I'm not super like well-versed on that, but, um, but but yeah, in a lot of ways, this is going to be a huge um, year for this league just in terms of they've got to be able to continue to have the successes that they have been having. I don't think anybody is debating um, that there've been successes um and you know and then it's been a big success here for here for two seasons but it's a matter of being able to continue that um, through the home stands and through the traveling and through um, uh, again big changes to the game with your pools coming in with this new patch structure coming in um, uh, I feel like I say this a lot during the season. Off season, whatever, but uh, we really, we really need to see how how they're they're going to handle the first couple weeks, first couple months of of settling into this, um, and just making sure that uh, things are going to come out the way they need to be.
0: Oh yeah, uh, just we're going to have to see what happens here. It's going to be super interesting from players' perspectives, fans' perspectives, owners, just from everyone's different perspective how things going to shake down because um there are a lot of different things for fans too this year uh there's a bunch of home stands happening in asia um obviously not quite yet but because of that uh timing's going to be weird you know there if you live on the east coast you're going to have to re-watch some of these games you're not going to be staying up till 2 a.m 4 a.m for for all these games probably um, <laughs> it's yeah probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Um, it's finally. It's. I mean, the the big complaints from people who weren't on the east were who weren't in America last year were where my where are my friendly time zones here. I, I I can never watch this live, and now now you can. Now everyone's going to be able to watch some games live at least. Um, and then of course travel. I think that's going to be something down the line that that we see um, whether or not that affects the players that much or or not i i think it should a little bit at least um and of course hero pools and all that jazz tons of stuff happening um but when it comes down to it i'm just excited for for overwatch league to start up again with uh two fantastic home stands this weekend dallas and new york i think two great places for opening weekend uh, with some pretty cool matches so Yeah, um, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous about the move to YouTube. I'm a little nervous about a bunch of different things, but I'm confident as as well. So we'll see what happens. Let's get into uh, the actual sheet here now. Let's do it. Yeah. Dallas has uh, made their roster reveal. It seems like a bunch of teams are doing that. New York also did theirs today. I guess some of them aren't really roster reveals. They're just kind of hype videos, too because um, yeah. we already knew New York's full roster. Um, Making it official. Yep. lost The Valiant did one today. Did you watch that, Joe?
1: Uh, I did not. I, I saw that it existed, yes. and I saw people um, on Reddit saying it was Whiplash going from, going from one to the other, <laughs> but I don't know what that means exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> it, it's simultaneously genius and the worst thing I've ever listened to. Um, wow. It's So my ears were bleeding. (laughs) It's essentially (laughs) essentially like their recreation of the Spongebob theme song with um, they can't actually use the music from the theme song, of course. So they have I don't know if they made it themselves or they just pulled out this this awful beat in the background. And then the singers just really hurt my ears. But it's on purpose to uh, it's the memes. Um, Don't worry. Wow. (laughs) Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it is the opposite of NYXL. So NYXL and LA Valiant with the opposite. I didn't watch Dialysis, um, but I saw the player that has been added. And uh, that's Crimzo from Envy. Uh, he is, what is he, a support player? Uh, the off-support yeah. Zenyatta a Moira player.
1: You'll Yep, you'll know him from uh, Overwatch World Cup Team Canada for several years in a row now.
0: Oh yeah, um, so that brings Dallas up to eleven players now, right? Yep, that sounds right. Um, and he will be joining Harry Hook, closer, and Unko uh, in that support line. I could see him getting get in some play, um, especially because Harry Hook's okay, but uh, he's probably better than Harry Hook already. Unko and closer, closers, closers, pretty good, but he would be playing over Unko probably if he were to play. Uh, which I could see happening as well. So we'll see what happens. hes I think he's a pretty good player. Absolutely. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, yes, this, this piece uh, was supposed to be in last week's episode, but we had a jam-packed episode, um, an absolutely jam-packed episode. So we moved it to this week, and the other reason I moved it to this week was I thought it might change because of the hero pool announcements, but it hasn't changed at all. <laughs> and it, th- that is the Vegas odds to win Overwatch League 2020. Um, did not change at all. They Vegas does not care about hero pools. They probably also don't know what that's going to do. Uh, just like the rest of us, <laughs> I tried to do my power rankings based off of hero pools, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I actually really don't know what what's going to happen."
1: Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that's probably going to be super clear or not super clear, but it'll become clear very quickly. Like once we get into the season, but in the meantime, it's uh, definitely going to take some time for us to get there.
0: Oh yeah. Um, But yeah, as far as Vegas odds go, um, no surprises on who's the favorite to win San Francisco shock, of course. Uh, But you got them following them as NYXL, Atlanta rain, Shanghai dragons, Vancouver titans, those are the top five. You got Fusion, the Gladiators, Soul Dynasty, Guangzhou Charge, then Hangzhou Spark, then Washington Justice, Florida Mayhem, pretty high up there, Chugdu Hunters, Toronto Defiant, Houston Outlaws, Dallas Fuel, London Spitfire, Paris Eternal, Boston Uprising, and then LA Valiant. Um, that's the order, but some of them have the same exact odds, like Defiant, Outlaws, and, and Fuel all have the same odds. It's true. Um but yeah, any any surprises for you, Joe, on this list?
1: I think, um, and obviously, will as we get into our own power rankings, this will uh, sort of become a little bit more obvious. But um, I'm surprised to see um, uh, really all of Paris and Toronto and Houston uh, rated as as low as they are. Uh, I think of those three. Um, probably Paris, I believe I have, um, the lowest of the three. Yeah. Um, but I think all, all three of those teams are, uh, a little bit better than, um, the, the, than I've seen around in, in various power rankings, not just this one. Um, but that was surprising. I think Florida, um, obviously is super high um, compared to, uh, what what you're going to see here in a minute. But, uh, um, yeah i don't know it's it's one of those things where uh you know like you said it might be um uh maybe some of these teams are you know or some of these betting people are quote unquote out of touch uh, with the league <laughs> maybe, i mean maybe they know something we don't know it's uh, it's hard to say but um there're definitely some interesting points interesting uh points to to uh uh this this ranking to say the least
0: yeah um it's seen. It's it seems very similar to a lot of power rankings I've seen so far. Um, yeah, it seems like they got an insider or something there to helping them, helping them figure out odds. Uh, which is, it's cool to see. At first, looking at esports things on on Bovada and all these websites, I would see just horrendous mistakes and be like, "Wow, uh, betting on esports is big right now." But uh, recently, Overwatch League, they've been pretty right about everything. It's been hard to make bets, so yeah i I think Florida Mayhem's pretty high in comparison to my power rankings. Um, I think Sparks pretty low in comparison to my power. I mean, yeah, we haven't set our power rankings yet, but there there are some that are. I think they're pretty g- close down the money, but some of them are a little off. It's interesting to see. Um, they. It's interesting to see them loving atlanta rain as well at, at number three um so joining a lot of the people who power ranked atlanta rain this year they love they're loving atlanta um but yeah i i think last year we did this and we said who would we place a bet on if we could let's do that again i
1: guess oh okay <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I- I don't remember doing that but that's yeah, you know it's, I, it's just just as well we do it yeah
0: Yeah, I didn't either. I just in my <laughs> mind it just popped up and I was like we did that last year so I guess I guess again. Um, there you go.
1: Um I mean I, I kind of sort of um already mentioned some teams but if I had to pick one out of it would probably be Toronto, Houston or Paris. Um I, I think probably I don't know. I was going to say probably Toronto is the safest, but, um, I mean, you know, they're Toronto and Houston are both sitting in a pretty similar position. Uh, it would certainly be one of those, one of those two teams though, that I think is, um, you know, they're not going to like run away with the league or anything, but they're, um, I think definitely, definitely fair to say they're sitting underrated, I think in general, um, for where I would expect them to be.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. As far as if I wanted to make some good money here, and and I think honestly, I think out of some of these teams that are in on the lower end, and one that's particularly like in dead middle, Hangzhou Sparks like tenth here, which is dead middle. I would take the Spark. Honestly, I think they did super well last year, and I I think out of the teams down in this area. I could see them winning. Um, the I, I see them as the most likely to be holding the trophy out of any of these. Um, so that I, I kind of like that. I kind of like this bet. Um, just throw a couple on the Hangzhou Spark. Win win a good amount of money there. Um, that'd be that'd be nice.
1: There you go.
0: Okay. Um, well, let's move on to our own power rankings instead of Vegas's.
1: much more interesting anyway (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) um all right how do we want to do this joe i didn't even discuss this with you um
1: Uh, that's that's a good question i think in the past we've sort of gone by sections because they've been similar enough mm -hmm. um I, i think we can we can generally do that here highlight some some of the noticeable differences, um, stuff like that. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's start at the bottom because it is literally the exact same 20 through 17. (laughs) Um, yeah, our, our 20 through 17, we have a number 20 is the valiant for us. 19 is Florida. 18 is uprising. 17 is the London spitfire. Um, let's just switch off talking about these teams. Who, who who do you, (laughs) do you want to rag on the valiant i feel like i rag on the valiant a lot already
1: i mean um it's interesting um i and i can say this because i made the graphic but um i, I kind of like looking at this graphic that we will have posted on our twitter by the time the show was up um because i also listed um the the difference between the place where we ranked them and where they finished um the 2019 season. Uh, but it's, it's interesting to look at these bottom four teams um, and and their, their uh, uh, placing change number um, that's right next to them. Because we have Boston and Florida both moved up one spot uh, from 19 and 20. They're now sitting at 18 and 19. Um, flanked by London, which fell 10 spots, and LA Valiant, which fell 7. Uh, all the way down to the bottom. I mean, and that's basically the story of, of this bottom this bottom fifth I guess of the league though um, this offseason I mean, you know we said as much when we were doing um, division previews and that sort of thing but uh, you, you know but Boston and Florida doing a lot of uh, what they're known for which is you know throw your players out um, try again with a, a fresh core uh, but that, that doesn't it doesn't give you tons of confidence um, Obviously, in the power ranking, but um, just in terms of you know bringing experience into the season, which I think as we get um, into more and more seasons, it's going to be more and more common, but uh, also more notable when you don't have that on a roster. Um, uh, you know when you don't have a lot of that on the roster. I mean, obviously there are vets on both squads, I think, but um, and then you've got the London Spitfire. Which took a page from the Robert Kraft manual um, and did the same thing <laughs> this offseason. Just completely throw out the roster, uh, pick up some new players. It's the same thing, and and nobody knows exactly uh, what the deal was with that. But fallen from um, fallen from seventh place to seventeenth. um Valley, you know, similar things. Um, I, I don't know um, if I can confidently say, like we were sort of speculating. At the beginning of the off season, uh, that, that's really ended up being um, one of these, you know, um, tales of tales of two different rosters. Uh, whether you go with whether you're the budget team or the or the what tryhard team, I think was the other adjective we used. Um, I don't know if it it quite worked out to be that way um, with all of these teams this season but i think um lots of lots of the quote unquote budget teams have have found their way um down here at the bottom of the rankings which is a little unfortunate but uh um it's what we got
0: <laughs> yeah i think there are only there are boston london valiant and then like toronto i think those are the only four teams that did like complete like complete wipes and they're going to have just like brand new starting lineups, basically. And, um, Toronto's not here. Uh, I guess that means we both thought they did a little bit better than these teams. Um, yeah. and that's mainly because they have Toronto, um, rebuilt with Overwatch League talent mainly. Um, Boston, London, Los Angeles, Valiant. Uh, they, Valiant and Boston have their Overwatch League talent, but they mostly come from like Florida Mayhem. Um, so I think we I think we're not as high on these teams and the deeper we get into this league, the worse and worse it's going to get when you rebuild your team um with a full team that just doesn't have experience in the league.
1: It's absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just that's just why me and Joe will have these teams so low and why a lot of people have these teams so low. It's it's getting to a point where where like every other team is keeping their core, keeping their star players, keeping what worked, and that's key. Absolutely, absolutely key. Oh, another team that rebuilt was actually the Los Angeles Gladiators, and we're we're both still super confident in them <laughs> because they're not down here either.
1: It's true. I feel like that should be a hint um, that they must have done something right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So there's some teams that were able to rebuild, um, and I think it was clear that those teams didn't have as much of a budget as these ones we're talking about here and then of course uh, we haven't talked about the mayhem yet um they didn't really rebuild but i don't think either i can't speak for you joe but i'm just it's just so hard to find confidence in this organization they have a lot of the same players they're still talented individuals i don't know what's gonna have to change for that for them to come together and like actually be a good team who wins. It's just so hard to find that at this point. It's been so long. It's, it's frustrating. I did. So I'm, I'm stick a lot of people have them higher. I just cannot, I can't put them higher than, than where I have them right now. It's, I hope they do well, but
1: I don't know. It w- and just given the rest of the league, I, I mean, you can, you can, ha- you can be a team that beats, you're you know a year ago version of yourself but <laughs> you know in the league that's that's growing so much like this yeah that's not good enough to um to, to make noticeable progress especially if, if you're a team down here in the bottom of the standings
0: oh yeah um yeah and as far i mean we're both we've we've talked about these teams in our in our previews and yeah you know we're not too hot on on any of these teams really um Interesting enough, two of these teams, though, are from the uh, from the north. One is from the south, and then one's from the west. So um, the north, not doing well so far. We'll see if they improve. Um, okay, what, what chunk should we take next here, Joe? Should we just go f- by fours? Uh, why not? Okay. Sure, let's um, do it. <laughs> so this one's not the same. <laughs> Pretty. By the way, me and Joe. Joe did his separately. Didn't tell me anything, and then I did my own. Sent it to him, and then he made the graphic. So maybe Joe did change his based off mine. I don't know. But, I
1: think I. I think I swapped like two okay. after you sent yours, but basically no.
0: Okay. Um. So, yeah, me and Joe didn't. That that was not on purpose. Uh, but now we got some differences here. Um. At sixteen, I have Paris. Joe has Guangzhou Charge. At fifteen, Joe has Paris. I have the Dallas Fuel. At fourteen, Joe has the Dallas Fuel. I have the Toronto Defiant, and at thirteen, I have the Houston Outlaws. And Joe has the Hangzhou Spark. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk the similarities here. We both have Dallas and Paris in this range. Um. So let's talk about them first. They both. Made some pretty big moves this off season, especially Paris. Some un, unexpected moves. Uh, why? Why do you think you're still not too too hot on Paris, even though they were able to grab some element mystic players that we did not think they would get?
1: Yeah, and for both of us, it's not very far at all from where um, they finished last season too. Paris uh, going from 14 to 15 and 16. Uh, for each of us this year, and Dallas from 15 to 14 and 15, but uh, but, but yeah, not not tons of uh, not tons of change on the power rankings, despite um, what I think is fair to say uh, or fair to call some upgrades uh, by both of these teams. Like you said, picking up um, some element of mystic talents on um, the Paris Eternal roster, including a coach. Um, I've um we're right, formerly formerly yeah. of Mystic, the their new head coach. Mm-hmm. Um and the Dallas Fuel picking up names like uh like Doa, like uh Crimson now, uh like Gamsu off of the Shanghai Dragons. Um it, it, and all those are super good. Um I think my my main concern with Paris is just gonna be um uh, but one of kind of kind of team cohesion or strategy or that kind of thing. Cause I mean, this is like a solidly mixed roster now. Um, the, I don't know that we've seen ever really um, like a, like a half EU half Korea team in the Overwatch league. Yeah. I'm trying to think, uh, you, you know, you've mixed, you could uh, mix with NA players, mix with Chinese players, but we haven't really seen th- this, this EU mix that's got going on. And I think that's, uh, if they can make that work well, it's going to be super exciting. Um, in the meantime, that's um, makes them sort of a um, sort of an unknown factor, a little bit of a concerning factor. But it's just a matter of seeing how it's going to go exactly. And then the Dallas Fuel. Um, I wish I could rate this team higher, honestly, uh, <laughs> just because um, I I think in general last season I I I rated them. Um, I liked to rate them high because I liked the the people on the roster, um, but they were never really able to um, step up in lots of the ways that I expected them to um, last season. And you know, if the, you know, there may be some changes coming in through uh, with that. I mean, uh, you know, Jane is is no longer a coach. They've got new players. They've got all this kind of stuff, but. Um, the, I think they're definitely going to have success. Um, but I don't know. Um, they're going to have to prove to me a lot of these teams, um, D- Dallas is one, Paris is one, um, Hangzhou is one, which we'll talk about next, um, that they're going to have to prove to me that they're able to do what, um, what they have the potential to do, what they just haven't been able to perform, um, the, the the way that they've been expected to in a lot in the past
0: yeah um i'm with you on both honestly dallas it's there's a little equals sign next to where i put dallas and that's because i just think their offseason was just null almost is they just did nothing in my opinion even though they did make some moves i don't think they improved their team at all with those moves i think i think it's about the same so that's where i got dallas i am Still concerned for Paris, and I don't know if their mixed roster is going to work. Um, also, I don't, I, either one or two are of their Element Mystic players are underage. So, um, that's yeah, I know,
1: Spark, I know Sparkle is. I think somebody is too. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Um, so that's going to be a little bit of a wait. Until, and until then, they're just are going to have to scrim with the other people. So they won't be able to build that cohesion at all until, till they're of age. So yeah, it's uh, I think maybe, may, maybe Paris is building towards the future here. I think maybe they're one of the teams that um, in the second half of the season starts doing well, like uh, Washington justice last year or, or any of those teams or San Francisco shock in, in season one, um, maybe they'll end up pulling a shock and just being really good once they're underage players come of age so yeah we'll see um now let's talk about the other two teams because uh we rated them much lower than our our counterparts here so i think we're gonna have to to uh explain why we uh rated these so much lower for you you rated hung joe spark much much lower than i did um that's probably the biggest difference i rated toronto defiant much much lower than you did um so let's defend those two Joe why do you why do you think hangzhou spark deserves to be 13th nine places down from where they got last year
1: yeah that's it's a big jump that's um the second biggest jump uh, on on my power rankings I don't think yours get any um well, except for London and Valley I don't think you're just getting any bigger than six spots but um but yeah the Hangzhou I mean we talked about Hangzhou in um, not our last episode, but the episode before that, when we did, um, these East division teams, um, one of my comments was, um, just talking about how they sort of snuck into, um, their, their position there at the end of the season, which is a weird way of putting it because, um, uh, um, uh, you, you know, cause every, every match they played, they, um, uh, he, he you know he earned the result and all that but at the same time um th- those of you who who follow the show for a long uh, for a long time through this this past season know i've never particularly been too high on the spark um which you, you know may or may not be my undoing but i i mean t- talking about um um th- 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 these individuals on the roster that have um, the potential for huge success um, as individuals. Um, but you never really see much individual play out of this team, I think is fair to say. Um, the, 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 the the team has success, uh, but I don't know uh, but potentially even coming into the way this, this new season is going to be set up. Um, I don't know that um, that's Style of uh, I'm trying to use all my analyst buzzwords here, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know that that, that style of, of looking for that kind of success that you need is going to be as successful um, uh, this, this season as compared to last. And it's the same sort of thing that I want—they uh, have to have to step up and 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 kind of prove me wrong on that. Um, um, by making the, the the big successes and the individual show off that um we, 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 we haven't really been able to see and um um I, I think i think that kind of summarizes what i've been saying for a while <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to think about and and part of it is probably just bias too that uh, like i said i've never been super high on this team um they, they have yet to convince me in a lot of ways but um, that doesn't mean that's um, obviously this is all um, sort of flexible. So we just got to kind of see how it's how it's going to go down.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm with you on not being that hot on them, but like that low for me is just too <laughs> low. 13. Um. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's because all these other teams, man. It's, it's,
0: yeah, there are a lot yeah. of teams. Um, <laughs> as far as Toronto goes to Ray, you had them pretty high. Um I'm probably I've seen more people rate Toronto around this this area, so I guess Joe's is more more out there than than mine. But honestly, a couple months ago, I did I did think Toronto might be a bit higher, and as time has gone on, I've realized, especially after after the World Cup and and stuff, Canada did awful, and this is essentially a lot of Canadian players here. Um, yeah, I'm not too hot on on these players as of late, so. That's that's one of the reasons I I've got Toronto down low here. Um but yeah, I I'm excited I, I would like Toronto to perform better than they did towards the end of last year there. Obviously.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what happens when you uh when you chuck seven players and, and pick up a whole bunch of new ones. I mean that's yeah. that's gonna be the goal. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: um all right, let's move on to the next four. Twelve through nine. Um, where
1: almost none of them are the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, at 12, Joe has Chengdu, I have Washington Justice. Uh, at 11, Joe has Houston, I have Guangzhou. At 10, Joe has Washington Justice, and I have Chengdu. Um, so, so that's a little switcheroo there. Um, <laughs> and then at nine, I have Seoul Dynasty, and Joe has the Shanghai Dragons. So let's once again talk about the two teams we have in common, Washington and Chengdu. We both have in this little range here, which is, um, I guess, the play-in tournament people, basically. Um, I guess, Alongside number eight and seven also make the play-in tournament. But these guys are like the um, wouldn't make the top eight seeds, I guess, sort of thing. Um, But, yeah, Washington, Chengdu. Obviously, Washington – a lot higher than than their final ranking in the standings. And uh, I think that's mainly because of two, two, two. Um, Yeah. Is that Joe? Would you say that's, that's the main reason if, if the whole season last year was two, 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 do you think this is about where they would end up?
1: It's, It's certainly a lot, a lot more possible. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, it, it, it was a 2 2 2. I think it's fair to say that sort of turned them up. Um, they're at, uh, stage four of, of last season. Um, and what they fit, was, did they have an undefeated stage or they went like six and one in yeah, on the stage?
0: Yeah. Lo- they lost once to the Atlanta rain I think is who they lost to.
1: Something. I don't know. But, but they did super well. Um, uh it, it's it's notable um how small this roster is currently and what maybe in the next 24 48 hours they'll put out a roster reveal and announce three more players but um in the meantime they're sitting at only eight uh, which is kind of small but um but, but you're right with their performance in the 222 um at the end of last season but also uh, um uh, highlighting um the addition of uh Aurora Aurora on the tank uh, tank position first of all, but also Elievo Molzic, who we didn't get to see at all, um, in over season two, uh, but who are supposedly really good. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to watching them. Uh, I assume on the starting lineup for Washington when they play in week number two. scrolling very quickly two. yes, (laughs) uh, at Philadelphia fusion. Um, Uh, when they play it's going to be super exciting to see them but I think um, that's also going to be a really nice upgrade to the tank line Um, uh, uh, coming alongside the likes of of Corey and Stratus that were just dominating uh, the league in in lots of ways um, in season 2
0: yeah Yeah, I completely agree with you there Um, Um, excited to see uh, to see some different players alongside those two for sure of course, they added Tuba as well uh, to join them in the DPS role. Great name. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as Chengdu Hunters go, uh, we both have them in this range. And honestly, whenever I think of the Chengdu Hunters, I th- I think of their like best times, and it seems like their peaks are just amazing. They're so much fun to watch. Um, and I-, I just remember those moments the most. But of course... Uh, they got a big upgrade this year and uh, DPS as if their DPS wasn't already pretty good. Uh, they added leave who I mean they have they've had leave for a bit, but leave is of age now. he can play. Uh, and that's gonna be really exciting. I am excited to see um, if he if he shows up uh, because I mean the last last couple people who are really really dominant in World Cup and moved over to Overwatch League were kind of underwhelming in my opinion. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see if leave is able to, to be as dominant as he was in that world cup. He looked, he looked really good. So, um, obviously I think he's going to be a little more dominant than Joe if I have him at 10, uh, but not, not <laughs> dominant enough to, to get him an automatic qualifier in playoffs. Um, I guess we can talk Houston Guangzhou because I, I have Guangzhou way higher than, than you had Guangzhou, um, and our Houstons are pretty close. You had them a little bit higher. You had them making had them making the uh, play-in. Um, so what do you think about Houston this year? Why, why you got them here?
1: Um, yeah, so Houston Outlaws, I, I think I mentioned this when, when we, again, when we went over them in our, our division preview episode, but uh, Houston Outlaws basically have made upgrades in every single position uh, <laughs> over, uh, over the offseason, which, again, for a team that, "Quote unquote has money now is kind of expected, but um, c- considering the more or less poor performance, um, the, the the first couple of seasons by this team, uh, just not living up to sort of what you might expect. Um, it's really good to see um, to see out of this roster, and we're talking about people like Rapel and Jexay in the support line coming off of." Um, established Overwatch League teams um, pulled over to the Houston Outlaws to uh, back up people like Boykin Raucus. Uh We're talking about Mecco, who I guess got poached from the New York Excelsior, uh, if I had to guess, um, when his free agent contract was up, um, and, and, and Houston Houston got him pretty early in the off offseason. Um, and we're talking about people like... Uh, uh, blase and hydration. Oh, the, the DPS, DPS line. In particular, uh, highlighting hydration and Mecco, I think, um, uh, DPS and the tank line were both really, really places that, um, that needed improvement, uh, on this roster. I think it's fair to say. Uh, if they wanted to, it looks like they could actually field an entirely American starting six, which is interesting, um, with, uh, hydration on, uh, a, a tank roll, but, um, uh, but, but yeah, that you can't really all the time say um, that you you have a team in an off season like this make the kinds of upgrades that Houston has, um, and you know I bumped them up five spots. I think, um, you, you, like I said, they're right on the bubble. I think even in our our episode we originally talked about them. I told, I said they were you know ten or eleven. Sure enough, they're sitting at eleven in my my rankings right now. But. Um, I think it's a good place for them to be um, when they have the potential for, for some really good stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I'm with you there. I, I do hope they make the plan. I like Houston a lot. I think they're a good organization. They've got money this year, so maybe they do it. Um, that would be exciting. I, I like when Dallas-Houston are good and I, that rivalry is fresh. It's fun. Um, but, yeah, as far as Guangzhou Charge goes... Um, I think Guangzhou Charge is a is a long forgotten team um who actually did pretty well in stage four as well, much like Washington Justice, they went six and one and they had a little bit more, more impressive uh resume doing so. They four owed NYXL, um three to Seoul Dynasty. I mean they they look three o'd Hong Spark. They had they had a nice stage four. They also heavily benefited from the two 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 um Shu was absolutely fantastic and nero was pretty good as well um huge step up in the off season they got two sports in y and neptuno don't know how much of an impact they're really going to have on this roster but um despite that i i still think this team uh will sort of pick up where they left off in that in that stage four right there um yeah guangzhou charge wasn't too bad at all Um, unfortunately couldn't do much in the plan tournament, but, uh, yeah, I I like this team in this format, so, um, they could, they could surprise some people and and get higher than what I've got them at, uh, we'll see. Uh, okay. We have Seoul and Shanghai. They kind of, they're kind of sticking out to me here. So, well, let's, let's (laughs) group them in with, with the rest of these people. Um, at, at number eight, Joe has the Toronto Defiant, um, which I will will make him talk about. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> at number eight, I have the Gladiators. At seven, Joe has the Gladiators, and I have the Shanghai Dragons. Um, at number six, Joe has Atlanta, and I have Hangzhou Spark. Um, so, Joe, let's let's first talk about Toronto Defiant.
1: Let's do it, yeah. Um, like I said, I think, uh, again, this is one of the teams that I've seen, um, in my opinion, underrated by uh, a lot a lot of different power rankings. Um, and uh, I'll fully admit some of those... Uh, power rankings were from people who probably have more uh insight into the league than i do but you know what uh i'm I'm gonna put toronto at number eight or wherever i put them i think number eight yeah i'm gonna put toronto at number eight um and it's gonna be um well I i was gonna say it's because of the dps line but really there's there's not there's not one specific reason to talk about or to to talk about this team this way, but uh, we'll start with DPS for sure. Uh, we, we do have the, the Team Canada trio you mentioned, um, uh, Magichu, Agilities, and Shurfur, uh, all of whom are the Canadian DPS players, uh, but also this team uh, still has had Logics all the way from the middle of uh, Season 2 uh, you, you know he's nothing to nothing to sneeze at, as far as that goes. Uh, obviously, um, it hasn't really um, it had lots of opportunities to to you know quote unquote pop off on, on Florida or <laughs> on on Toronto to an extent. But um, he's definitely got some power there that, that's worth respecting. But uh, the, trying to see agility and sure for, uh, I assume starting DPS on this roster is going to be super interesting. Um, uh, and the sport line again. Rokai also won a two-way, um, uh, two-way contract with Montreal Esports. Question mark? Yeah, Mont- yeah Mont- 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 Re- Montreal Rebellion. Rebellion. Um, uh, yeah, Toronto Esports is the other team, and Montreal Rebellion. Um, uh, Rokai also on a two-way contract uh, along with Mangachu, but um, b- but Kareev and Kalex in particular. Um, <laughs> and I'm super excited to-, to watch these guys play together. Uh, obviously Kareev's Jumped into, uh, he, in a lot of ways, um, uh, high high support consideration. Um, some of his play like mid season last year. Uh, and, and granted, he's been he's been good for a while. But um, Kellyx and then um, Kellyx, a really, uh, really strong core of um, of the Boston Uprising, uh, or at least from its from its earlier days, um, who has now been recruited uh, last November by by Toronto. I think to watch the two of them play together is going, to going to be really nice. Uh, and then I think a lot of the weight of this roster um, is going to have to be carried by the tank line. Uh, and I don't mean that in the traditional sense, I guess. As I say that, I realize that makes it sound like um, th- that the, the tank line is like the only highlight of this roster. I think it's, it's almost the other way around. Um, Some of so the weight of my expectations, how about that, are going to have to be... Um, carried by this tank line. Uh, uh, Beast obviously with the history of Fusion University and Nevix coming from uh, the San Francisco Shock, uh, b- b- both of whom have really uh, really good history um, but we haven't really ever seen them, well eh, not as much for Nevix, but um, certainly with Beast we haven't been able to see him in a, in a context like this before. Uh, if they're able to step up and play at the level of of their DPS line, of their support line. Um, I think this is, this is really going to be a good team um, uh, to, to, to contend with. Um, um, I, I don't know who they'll contend with exactly, but I <laughs> guess according to my power rankings, um, according to my power rankings, contend with teams like LA Gladiators and Shanghai Dragons.
0: Yeah, so. yeah I guess so. Um, yeah, there's a lot of talent on this roster. Uh, and... Honestly, I, I could see them pulling off some big wins, um, but of course, I have them a bit lower than Joe. So we'll see. Maybe they end up in the middle of where we got them. Who knows? They could be champions. Um, but yeah, I, let me group in our number fives in here as well. And, and I urge you, if you're listening, to follow along. Go to our Twitter at On The Flank Show. Joe has probably tweeted out our power rankings by now. Um, yeah uh because number 5 our top 4 have the same teams it's not the same but they have the same teams so I'll I'll include our number 5 which my number 5 is Atlanta and Joe's is Seoul and I want to talk about Atlanta because um a lot of a lot of people are ranking them including Vegas ranking them know, number 3 a lot of people are ranking them a little higher than us Joe um so obviously we both think Atlanta is going to be good but we both have them making the playoffs automatically um why, Joe, why don't you think they're exactly championship caliber like everyone else thinks? Um, top three, top two.
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting because um, if if I'm completely honest, I think um, I, I did allow um, uh, my my analyst environment to influence me a little bit on this one um, to, to to put Atlanta a little bit higher, I think, than I might have on my own. Uh, honestly, um, but you're right that that people are lots. Of people are really high on Atlanta. Uh, I think a, a lot of that um, it has has got to do with people like Edison. I assume uh, <laughs> on the DPS like because again, he's he's just been a, a monster in contenders um, on the hiskin heroes in particular. I believe, but uh, but there's lots of um, core of this team returning too uh whether we're talking about Kodak whether we're talking about Popco or Popko excuse me uh whether we're talking about um uh Erster and Dogman I mean you know lots, lots of really big names come back for this roster um that I imagine is going to play out this season um potentially even in a you know more than a, some of its parts type of um type of situation is what I assume people are predicting here um, But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I, went. I would have put him if it was if it was just me. But but I like I said, I sort of did um, uh, allow my peers to boost them a little bit uh, up in up into the sixth position. But I I think regardless, they are going to do really well um, th- this season. It's just a matter of uh, where exactly they land.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. I I like their talent a lot, but I I think I, I think it's just I like the talent a little bit more on the four teams we have above them. Um. Yeah, I, I like Atlanta. I think they were able to pull off a huge upset and beat San Francisco, only team to beat San Francisco in the playoffs last season. Last so technically, I guess they're a little bit champions, but they had to beat them twice. They didn't do that. Um, yeah, I, I I like Atlanta a lot. They've got some good players. They've got some good trash talk. They've got some great personalities. Uh, but I think I think the four above are a little bit more complete teams. And those four um, are the Philadelphia Fusion, Vancouver Titans, New York, Excelsior, and San Francisco Shock. That was the order for me. But Joe's is, he's got Vancouver at four, NYXL at three, um, Philadelphia at two, uh, and San Francisco Shock at one. Uh, Joe, of course, doesn't need to explain his Philadelphia at two. He is... (laughs) Philadelphia fan.
1: <laughs> but I mean also when you have would you have this team with Fury and Poco um and with Carpe EQO and um and Ivy now who's going to be like a backup uh, which is is notable obviously former Toronto um but, but we have Boombox and Alarm and Funny Astro in this team. I mean all they need is Neptuno and it's going to be um, really really nice roster and um obviously Husu also in the DPS role uh, um um uh, Mid March looks like he'll be turning 18 and eligible to play but i i mean this is a really nice roster um uh, you know regardless of, of whether you're a Philly fan or not i think this is this is a top 5 roster for sure
0: I agree. I, obviously, I have them in the top five. I have them in number four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean, I don't have them exactly at number two, but I still think this roster is really good. I think Philadelphia won me over in the offseason when when Carpia, of course, signed that really big contract, really long contract and became like a franchise player. I was like, yes, I love the fusion now. Um, I love franchise players. But yeah, and that EQO coming back won me even more. Like I, it was just crazy, and then like you're mentioning some great, great pickups like Fury, and Ivy, Funny Astro and Alarm, and yeah, this is just looking really good um, for the Philly Fusion. I think everyone's super hot on the Philly Fusion right now. They're loving them. I'm loving them. We're all loving them. Um, this is this is the year Philly Fusion really steps up again. Uh, becomes becomes a threat like they were in season one obviously they were runner runners up and joe has them as runners up right now um but yeah as far as the, the other three go I don't think anyone's surprised maybe Vancouver's a little surprising though so maybe we should defend that that pick um uh, because everyone's got everyone's got Vancouver like dropping a little bit um I think we're still pretty hot on them I think we both still think they're pretty good of course their off season wasn't the best offseason um but i guess to explain why i don't think they're dropping that much um i know Fisher kind of has wrecked wrecked soul dynasty um and wrecked l.a gladiators out of the playoffs but uh i, I think things are going to turn around this time that's my uh, out of left field prediction i i honestly think fissure's gonna really help this team and and be uh be really good i think he's he's stepping up this time and I I think he's coming in a changed man. Um, I think he'll, I mean, not, not completely changed. I think he still (laughs) has a huge ego and uh, and whatnot, but I think, I think this might be a good spot for him to, to use that ego, um, to, to his advantage. And I I think Vancouver is going to be a little bit worse than they were last year, but still one of the top teams. Um, yeah. Any other reasons? Uh, any other it, reasons for you?
1: I mean, it, it's hard to disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you highlight Jay Hong coming in too, obviously, um, on, on the sport line. But yeah, like we talked about last week, I think Fisher is going to be um, a, a super big, um, like, like make or break for this team. Um, that if they're gonna, if they're gonna have good success, it's going to be on his back. And um, the opposite is definitely true.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, and. NYXL shock. I mean, these aren't surprises <coughs> uh, at all. I don't think I don't, I don't think we should have to explain it to you. You can listen to our team previews. We, we think these teams are very good. I mean, NYXL has been at the top every single year. Don't expect that to change. And then the shock are just a juggernaut. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you have anything you want to say about either of them, Joe. Don't want to cut you off.
1: Um, I, I want to see who are you play. I already said that, but it's so oh, yeah. true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, those are our power rankings. Once again, go to Add On The Flank um, on Twitter to go see them, have a visual if you would like. Um, Joe, thank you for the great graphic. Uh, and I imagine you'll also tweet a graphic to who we choose in these predictions. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're doing predictions again. Joe won last year, I will be winning this year. Um, the one stipulation is we can never pick Boston uprising games. So sorry, Boston uprising fans. (laughs) Uh, well, maybe Joe can maybe, maybe some weeks we'll have Joe pick Boston uprising games and I'll just pick a different game, Um, (laughs) but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll start it out. I mean, if you didn't know, if you don't know what's happening this weekend, there's a New York Excelsior homestand in New York city, and then one in Dallas, uh, so we'll have those. They they uh, how how it works is they'll play on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I know everyone's used to like the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is Saturday, Sunday, um, and they'll have two games in New York, and then they'll have two games in Dallas, and then the next day they'll have two games in New York, and then two games in Dallas, and that's all they'll do it. Um, so let's start off with some New York games. Um, This is a weekend only being played by the Atlantic North division. Uh, Only Atlantic North teams are here. Um, First one we're picking is between Toronto and Paris. We are picking this one. It is the first game of the season, Uh, but it is also a super interesting game between two teams who have pretty pretty drastically changed rosters. Paris won't be fully drastically changed until mid season, but Toronto has that completely different roster. Um, and it's going to be exciting to watch. Um, who comes out on top here,
1: Joe? Uh, am I doing it? or Are you going to start?
0: Uh, oh yeah. Who starts? Well, it's the beginning of the season, right? Um, it's true. How about you start for both the Atlantic games and I'll start for both the Pacific.
1: Oh, there you go. Okay, uh, so yeah, for this uh, this particular matchup, um, and my power rankings give it away. I'm sure, but uh, that's all we've got to go on um, for, for this first week. Uh, this this first matchup, I'm giving it to Toronto uh, over Paris. I think um, it's, it's going to be a really strong start for for both teams. Hopefully, um, but uh, uh, t- Toronto at, at New York is going to be going to be able to pull this one out.
0: Yeah, I'm also going Toronto on this one same as you Joe uh if Paris is going to start winning it's going to be later in the season i think right now they're they might ha- might have a little bit of a rough start to the season okay next one is same day game right after New York's uh first game actually yeah this is their first game in New York because the only other game played in New York um was between the Philadelphia Fusion and London Spitfire So this is London Spitfire's second game in New York. Um, Joe, does that give them um, any advantage since they've played there before? Or is their brand new roster going to just stumble against this NYXL team?
1: yeah this is a uh, this is a different venue unfortunately so they're not gonna have uh th- they're not gonna have it's not a home field advantage but they are not gonna be familiar enough with uh with the venue to make a difference um, this is manhattan this is not
0: brooklyn anymore all right it's a oh uh,
1: there you go it's it's the hammerstein ballroom i don't know where that is but <laughs> uh but yeah no it's not gonna be enough to 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 overtake new york at home um but, but even even at London, I don't think London could be New York the way we're sitting at it right now, um, which which I say like it's a shocking thing, but it's really not. Uh, I'm I'm picking New York for this matchup.
0: Yeah, I'm going easy easy New York on this one. Absolutely easy. Um, yeah, I, I, nothing else to say. <laughs> not much else to say. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the um, first game should be a bit more interesting. London Paris should be a bit more interesting. Um, yeah, some not too good games, not that many good games at that homestand. Let's move on to Dallas then where I will be picking these games first, um, to even things out and we will be picking um, another game from the first day, another game from Saturday, Los Angeles Gladiators versus the Vancouver Titans. Uh, this is going to be, in my opinion, the best game of the weekend. Um, two really good teams going head to head. Um, Absolutely, and one team that—I mean, both of these teams arguably didn't like, arguably downgraded from last year. I think some people would argue that the Gladiators upgraded. It's confusing. We'll see. Um, but as far as my pick goes, I'm going to stick with the Titans here. Unfortunately, I—I I am a Gladiators fan alongside Boston uprising, go uprising. Um, but yeah. Um, I do think the Titans are going to pull this one out. Gladiators are going to need a little more time to mesh first, in my opinion. Who you got, Joe?
1: Uh, uh, Yes, so I uh, sometimes go through and make my picks in advance. Uh, And sure enough, it looks like I have also picked the Vancouver Titans uh, (laughs) for this match. And I think... um, it's it's notable here to mention that um, somebody on Reddit three hours ago pointed out that uh, the Gladiators will have played against Fisher's team first um, now for three seasons in a row. Wow! Because um, in oh in twenty eighteen. <laughs> In 2018, it was uh, Gladiators versus London, I think, in the preseason. What um, was their first match? 2019, it was Gladiators versus Seoul um, with, with Fisher on this starting main tank line, and now uh, Gladiators' first match of the 2020 season is against the Vancouver Titans. Um, That's crazy and Fisher. <laughs> that
0: is crazy.
1: Uh, but uh, yeah. So I, I'm also picking Vancouver here. Um, I definitely agree. This is going to be the best match of, of the week. Um, I'm looking forward to watching it, but uh, you, you got to give the advantage um, to the Canadians here.
0: All right. Um, turns out we're picking every game on Saturday. None of the Sunday games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Go figure. Yeah. So the last game of Saturday is the LA Valiant against the home team, the Dallas Fuel. Um, and it's hard to pick against the Dallas Fuel at home, especially after last year. Uh, both these teams actually have a ho- had a home stand last year. I think LA Valiant was not as successful at their home stand as Dallas Fuel was, unfortunately. But um, they're facing off against each other now, and uh, I'm gonna pick the Dallas Fuel here. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, you saw them at home last year. You can't pick against them. You just can't. You got Joe. Are we are we four for four the same here?
1: Yeah, I think it's. Um it might not make for interesting podcasting, but uh, uh, it's certainly the, the easiest uh, and, and safest and most most confident way to go here this week is, yeah, we're, we'll just be four for four the same in week one, uh, given this one to, to Dallas as well. Um, again, home match, but uh, even more than that, I think uh, just Dallas is going to be the better team um, uh, this season than LA Valley, unless something crazy happens.
0: Yeah um honestly <laughs> i'll be straight up with you this weekend and not too many games i i think uh I, I think this will be a pretty predictable weekend uh i'll be happy if some crazy upsets happen and well that's why i love the overwatch league you never know Um, uh, but yeah god i'm excited i'm excited joe oh and of course i will be in new york with my team boston uprising uh uh, I'm excited. If anyone's going to be there, any of my listeners, any of these listeners, um, just just come and say hi. I'm excited to, excited to be there. Um, but yeah, anything else to say before we sign off and get ready for the first week?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think so. It's, it's just going to be... It's going to be quite the experience yeah. as we're getting into it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't even know who's going to be casting mm-hmm. these games or anything about about the broadcast overall yet. It hasn't... Official details haven't been announced, so we'll see. Are we going to have a watch point before? What's going to happen? I'm interested. Um, hopefully
1: they know, even if we yeah, don't. Know. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully,
0: um, yeah. <laughs> as far as like schedule goes, by the way, for when we release episodes this season... It's going to be um, a little all over the place, probably. Uh, <laughs> me, me and Joe, I mean, uh, working for the Boston Uprising, we don't really have um, a set schedule on our shoots. We, uh, we like to figure it out uh, sort of week to week because every week is different this season, of course. Uh, we're traveling to different places and all that. So there is no set sort of time that i'm able to record so we're just playing it by week it's most likely going to be on wednesdays or thursdays uh, but we, we will th- don't never fear we will try our hardest to obviously put out an episode before the game start every week which is saturdays um so we'll try we're gonna get you one every week hopefully absolutely all right every
1: because where, where would be where would be the fun in not having a show every exactly.
0: week exactly uh, you're right joe <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited. Joe just filled out our, our next episodes thing with the, with our template. And it, it made me feel like we're in season again, baby. Uh, but yeah, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow me at JW George IV, Joe at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I N C our show has a Twitter at on the flank show. Follow us, uh, for some nice graphics for our predictions, power rankings, all that jazz. Uh, you can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us Uh, if you have any questions any opposing power rankings you want to show us you're listening to this in one way if you want to listen to it in a different way go to on hyphen the hyphen flank.podcast.co my personal youtube channel which is john george you're most likely to find that via my twitter we're on itunes we're on apple podcasts we're on spotify and we're on google play thank you guys for listening and enjoy the first week of overwatch League 2020.